When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 96. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some listener questions and going over some things that people have shared with me that they want to hear on the podcast. And I am so excited because I'm going to tell you why I jumped on and decided to do this episode so quickly. All right. First and foremost, anyone see the movie Forrest Gump? It is hands down my all-time favorite movie. It was, I loved the movie when it came out in theaters. Um, I think I saw it twice in theaters. I never get tired of this movie. I absolutely love it. It's a family favorite too. But you know the scene in the movie where Forrest decides to run across the country he just decides to run. He's going to try running. He runs across country, reaches one coast, decides to run back to the other coast and back and forth. And I think he does it for like three years. But along the way, as he's been doing it a while, he realizes that he has a following of people. And in that following, there are some people that want to sort of jump on this platform that he's created. And so there's like the bumper sticker guy and the t-shirt guy and people that just, you know, want something from him. And um, that is how I have felt with having a podcast. I started a podcast. It was literally on a whim. It's, you know, something that I have absolutely loved to do. I love listening to other podcasts out there. And I just decided one day, literally, I'm going to figure this out and try to do this. And, you know, I'm not a overly produced podcast. I'm a one-woman show recording out of my bedroom closet. And um, I'm kind of always shocked when I'm like, holy smokes, I have listeners and I have people that are following me. But the hardest thing, just being 100% honest with you guys, is weeding out like who's really just a legitimate follower and someone that I can help versus who is someone who wants something from me. And I'm constantly battling that. And um, I am a giver. I want to give. I want to help. I love people. And so I continue to just try to figure this out. And so as I wrap up 2022, I am yet again trying something new. I'm always trying to experiment with how to legitimately make this a two-way conversation um, because I really honest from the bottom of my heart do appreciate my listeners out there and how can I do this while managing my time because I will get involved in something that turns out to be a total time sucker. I was like, oh, this didn't go how I thought it was going to go. And so I am deciphering like what is worth my time and what is not and learning to say no a little bit more. And 
again, but trying to give really good value on this podcast. So yesterday, I experimented. I've said, let me just record a, a quick little short. So I'll, from time to time, let you guys know what I'm doing by recording a short little podcast episode. And so it's titled, Who Are You? So again, as I kind of prepare for uh, the upcoming year and figuring out the direction of what's working, what's not working, what direction do I want to go? I was like, well, how can I listen or hear from my listeners? And oftentimes what happens is that I will get messages through DMs on Instagram, through emails, and then it becomes sort of this conversation that really should be kept for like an online, I mean, is a one-on-one coaching session. It's hard. Um, I will get into a conversation with somebody and realize, oh, they actually just want something from me. Like, what what can I do for them? Um, and that's something that, uh, again, when you have a heart for people and you're a people pleaser, it's hard to just walk away from. So I've kind of had to sort of wipe the slate clean with DMs and emails and I'm trying something new. So I did a Google form and I very intentionally did it this way where you can give me a little information, not so much information about yourself, um, but like give me some feedback or what do you want to hear more of? And so I woke up this morning and I was kind of shocked. I had quite a few responses. So what I did is I just took three of the responses um, and decided I'm going to just jump on and do a quick podcast episode to see if this is resonating with you guys, if this is something that you want more of. And the reason that I did very limited, I'm not asking you to share your email. You don't have to share anything if you don't want. You can make up a name for heaven's sake. But I basically am just asking for a first name where you're from, just city, state, or country, and then asking you some questions about being a listener on the podcast. And I was kind of blown away by some of the responses. So I decided to jump on and answer some of you guys because you guys shared, you're sharing a lot and that's stinking awesome. And I am super appreciative of it. And so I think I might keep this going. So just so you know, again, I'm not going to... uh I'm not going to um, bug you. You're not getting on an email list. I, I'm not going to be responding back to you unless I choose your your um, feedback as something that I think would be really valuable to share to our audience. So again, I'm just going to be reading first names and just either the state or the country that they're from so that we're not giving away too many details for listeners to protect your privacy, but also so that you know I I am reading this stuff. So first and foremost, um, let's see here, Bethany. Okay, that's who I have. So Bethany had reached out through Anchor. She is superwoman. She is a work from home mom and a homeschool mom. And she had asked, how do you cut yourself off from work and end your day? I struggle with working too late in the evening. First and foremost, Bethany, I mean, bravo to you. That's a lot. So forgive me, but I'm going to have to make an assumption here. And assuming that you're probably a small business owner, entrepreneur, someone who started a business themselves, as opposed to someone who works from home for another company. And the reason that I think that's an important distinction is this. 
A lot of times if you work from home, but you work for a company, you generally have a, a cutoff time. Like your employer is telling you, these are your work hours, even though you're working from home. And so the reason I'm assuming that is because being a self-employed entrepreneur myself, I realize work is hard to shut off. It, it, when it is your baby and something you've created, it is really hard to shut it off. So that's kind of what I want to focus on um, when answering this question. And Bethany, if I'm off or wrong or didn't answer it, feel free to submit another question and I will clarify on a future episode. So, all right. First and foremost, you probably are already doing this because I will say homeschool parents um, and a lot of work from home people generally tend to be pretty organized when it comes to time management because you have to be. You you just have to be. And that and that's a generalization, I realize, but just from my personal experience. So you probably already are planning your day. But let's dive into that just a little bit deeper, real quick. First and foremost, um, I encourage you to plan your day the night before, and here's why. A lot of times we struggle with um, sleep issues or falling asleep or going to sleep or just kind of turning things off. So I actually want you to have a really good um, routine when it comes to your day. You just have to be pretty regimented when you have so many things like this going on. Um, I talk a lot about time management buckets. Um, I believe that there are seven buckets that we're all having to divide our time between. Those are home, family, work, finances, social hobby, physical health, and quiet time. So when it comes to planning your day, again, I want you to have a plan for what you're going to do the next day. I encourage you to actually write that plan down. There's something that happens when we get stuff out of our head and onto paper and do the physical writing down that just kind of like alleviates some stress. And the reason you're probably kind of working a little bit late is because you're kind of afraid maybe to forget some things that could potentially be one of the issues. Um, or you just are not sure what tomorrow is going to hold and bring, especially with kids at home. I mean, they are the variables of our life. We never know what's going to pop up during a day. So if you if you write down the plan for the next day and know exactly what you're going to do, you don't have to be so regimented in as far as like time, just kind of give yourself some blocks of time. So time blocking your day, that might actually help out a lot. And that way you can also just kind of relax and know that you tomorrow is coming and you can focus on those tasks and get them done the next day. And also what I really uh, like about time blocking is that allows you to hyper focus on the task at hand. Um, so for instance, when you are focusing on work, you should only be focusing on work. Make sure the kids have something age appropriate that they're involved in where you can give yourself time for work. And it is okay to let your family know, this is my work time. You will not interrupt my work time unless it is something dire or extremely important. So, and, and teach them what those dire and very important things are. Not, I can't open an applesauce pouch. <clears throat> so 
again, when, when you're focusing on work, focus on work. You probably are pretty good about when you're focusing on your children in homeschool. You're probably really doing a great job of, you know, focusing on that and making sure your kids get um, their lessons and such. So make sure you're doing the same. Like I said, when it's time for work, focus on work. When it's time for school, that's what you're focusing on. And then work gets put on the back burner. It's okay to schedule a work time for yourself, just like an employer would give you a work time. Give yourself the same and stick to it. Um, Yes, sometimes, again, things are going to happen like someone, you know, again, life stuff pops up. And yeah, maybe you didn't get this done at this time that you were able to. It's okay to push it back. Occasionally push it back maybe later in the day. Or if it's something that can be pushed back to the next day, that is great. I actually like to um, schedule my day where I'm sort of focusing on work because I work from home primarily. And then you know, so sit at my desk, kind of do the busy work and then do it for maybe an hour, two hours max, get up, do some stuff around my house, go back, do some more work. And then it kind of brings me into the afternoon where then I have after school activities and, and different stuff going on. So kind of block your day where it's sort of work, school, home, work, school, home. The other thing that I want you to realize, and I hope you're doing this, is I hope you're giving yourself days off from work. Um, that Some people out there might laugh at that. But again, when you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, it, it, <laughs> there's that saying, you know, those of us who decide to start our own business will work 80 hours a week so that we don't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. I, it, I mean, so true. So I've been guilty of this certainly in the past where I just felt like I had this fear. Like if unless I was doing some work, it was always kind of in the back of my head and I was afraid to lose a client and somebody would go somewhere else. It, you have to kind of let go of that and manage your day, manage your clients. If you have a client-based business, teach your clients um, by letting them know what your set schedule is when they can reach out to you. Um, but better yet, when it comes to clients, um, it's real. It's a really good idea to let them know, hey, I will be calling you today at one to discuss this, or my calls with you are on Mondays, or whatever it is. You know, let the clients know, set up those expectations from the very beginning to get a little bit of a handle on that as well. But. I promise you, you are allowed to have days off. And if you can't necessarily give yourself two days off, at least give yourself one day off where you do no other work. Because because remember, you have all these other different buckets in your life. Um, the other thing, let me see here. Okay. Um, also pay attention to when you have certain tasks uh, or when you have energy for certain tasks throughout your workday. For instance, I have paid attention that I am the most creative first thing in the morning. This is where I'm like, I get all my aha moments, my great ideas. So that's really where I focus like my brainstorming time where I'm like, I'm going to conquer the world. And, you know, I kind of take the time. I'm like energetic. I, you know, I'm super excited about everything first thing in the morning. As the day goes on, I've noticed, you know, I lose that enthusiasm and energy. So sort of later in the morning is when I'm still pretty have high energy. But that's when I focus on the tasks like the phone calls, 
um, different tasks in my business is sort of late morning. And then as my day goes on, I mean, nobody really wants to talk to me after 7 p.m. because I can start to be a little grump, short. I just am ready to go to bed. I'm ready to wrap things up for the day. So kind of pay attention to when those energy um, boosts are and when you're most productive doing specific tasks and kind of time block around that just to make things a little bit more natural for you. Um, If I had to get up first thing in the morning and deal with client calls, that wouldn't be good either because I'd probably talk their ear off and like, you know, drive them nuts. So kind of know when you most naturally are inclined to do certain things. Um, Let's see here. Oh, two more things. Number one, make sure you're setting aside some quiet time every single day. You deserve a break. You are doing a lot. You have a lot of stuff coming at you. Even if it's five minutes a day, I am a big believer in give yourself a break from the people in your life and your phone, phone, computer, electronics. Go read a book for 15 minutes in the other room while the kids are, you know, doing what they need to do in the evenings. Go for a quick walk if you can. Just take a few minutes to just decompress your brain on a daily basis. And then lastly, set a bedtime routine. I always joke, I am like a toddler. I need my bedtime routine and I love my bedtime routine. So make sure that you're really um, aware of, again, what are, are you an early bird or are you a night owl? You, um, and, and then decide like, you know, are you really, there's some, I have some friends that are really productive at night after their kids go to bed. That is not me. It used to be me once upon a time, but I actually prefer being an early bird and I've trained myself by getting up at the same time every single day to really focus on uh, waking up, having a quiet home. I like getting up before anyone else in my house is up. I really like it. I don't like people to talk to me first thing in the morning because I'm just kind of like, I just have my morning thing. Like I said, I just want to brainstorm. I want to kind of be creative. I don't want any outside you know, uh, influence on me first thing in the morning. So kind of figure out what you're doing best at and then set a set schedule, even for weekends, and stick to it. Um, so nothing wrong with being a night owl or early bird, but just what fits naturally for you where you can get some time. Okay, moving on. Um, did I tell you guys this already? I Forgive me. But um Anchor Analytics. I always check the analytics of the podcast from time to time. And obviously, I'm in the US. So my number one listener base is in the US. But I've actually grown quite a bit to some other countries. So Canada being number two. The UK and Australia always kind of um, compete for number three and four. So that's kind of cool. And then number five is Germany. Awesome. So it's just kind of fun because the um, podcast analytics will show you like every country that someone has listened to your podcast. So it's super awesome. So I heard from Jessica from Australia. And I, I had to talk about this because it's so relatable to so many of us. But finding time to complete tasks to perfection and really managing her expectations. And that's something that is something that she wanted a little bit more advice on. All right. So I love talking about 
perfection, don't I? Okay, and the reason I do, it's not to judge anyone or shame anyone out there. I obviously struggle with it. It comes from a very personal place where I am a people pleaser. I feel like I have to like have everything perfect in my life. It's definitely, definitely something that I struggle with. I get intimidated when other people like present their perfection to me. I don't like it um, because then I start to judge myself. And so that's why I'm so soapboxy about this. But let's talk about the word perfection for just a moment because what is perfection? I mean, let's face it. Is your idea of perfection the same as someone else's? Probably not. You know, um, I have seen a lot of homes in my day. I have definitely worked in the homes as a professional organizer that are, I mean, they're Pinterest worthy. They're like, I follow some of these folks on Instagram and I'm just like, I love seeing the glimpses um, and how they've kept up their homes and stuff. Um, But it's been a very eye-opening experience because to have that level, first of all, it takes a lot, a lot of your time and resources, a lot of your money um, to get your home to this certain level. And definitely this industry is something I kind of reel against because I'm like, that's not for everybody. And I will say I've worked in some of the most beautiful homes in Las Vegas. And um, I'm here to tell you, there is a revolving door of staff. Like we were just one of of many staff members that worked in those homes to keep things to the level. But there were still crumbs on the the countertops. There was still dog poop in the corner where the the dog pooped and it was just sitting there waiting for an invisible hand to sort of pick it up and and toss it. Um, Those homes have issues too. And we all know from, because we've probably done it ourselves, when we take a photo of something to share on social media, if you can see a pile of shoes in the background... (laughs) You're either cropping that or you're moving the shot so that you can't see the shoe pile of shoes in the background to give this impression that like, look, look how, you know, running it through all the filters, look how glorious just this random moment is in my life. So really, what is perfection? Well, I will tell you what perfection is. It is a thief of your time, ultimately. It is one of those things where, and I've been there, where I've done a project or I've done something in my home and then I'm thinking about it. I'm obsessing about it a little bit because I'm like, maybe I should buy this. Maybe I should do it this way. Maybe I should just throw everything away and start over. And that's ridiculous. And then I have to sort of stop myself and be like, just ridiculous. I have to be proud enough that things get done. And that's that's what I encourage you to do as well. Just replace perfection with it got done. It's completed and pat yourself on the back. Well, easier said than done, right? So let's dive into this a little bit more. First and foremost, I'm here to tell you that nothing is permanent. Like in your house, nothing is permanent. So if you try something, if you're working on a project and you're not just loving it, it's not working out how you wanted it to, I want you to just take a step back and look, does it, does everything belong where it should belong? Is it a system that works for my family? Does it, 
Does it look good enough? Is it done? Is it complete? Does it have clutter? You know, kind of go through some of those things. If it if it's pretty much to completion, but it just doesn't look exactly how you pictured it in your brain or how you saw it done on a television show or on a Pinterest post, it's okay. Just forgive yourself. Walk away from it. You can always improve upon it later. That nothing is permanent. Move on. Move on to something else. Don't let that project be a thief of your time. All right. So as far as managing your expectations, I really encourage you, if you dive into a project and you get lost in this project, I want you to use a timer. I am a big believer in not going past 20 minutes, though, on a timer. So this is something that like... I worked with one-on-one with clients and I was really able to kind of like train them because we kind of have to train ourselves with these habits and say, we're going to work on this for 20 minutes. So you have 20 minutes to go in there and make your closet look quote unquote as perfect as, because I know you probably aren't going to get rid of that vocabulary or that word in your vocabulary. I certainly haven't. So I'm like, I'll give myself this amount of time to go in and just beautify that or Make that look really good. And then when the timer dings, it's time to move on because otherwise you'll get lost. You'll just absolutely get lost. So start training yourself by using a timer. The other thing that I want you to consider, and I touched on this just a second ago, is is the system you've created, is it working for you and your family or is it too complicated? This is something else that I um, have learned working with clients. Those of us who um, struggle with perfection, sometimes we'll set up a system in our home. Paperwork, perfect example of this, where it is so complicated. Like you have to, you've created like an algorithm for people to find the paperwork and files in your home. Just done. If it is put away, that is good enough. It doesn't have to be done with a fancy label maker. You shouldn't need to know, like, you know, like I said, you shouldn't have to have an algebraic equation to figure out where your paperwork is. Keep it simple. Keep your systems simple. You should be able to find, be able to find something within a matter of a few seconds, if not a few minutes, like know where something is in your home. And then the rest of your family should know where to put that item away. That's really what it comes down to. You shouldn't have to be struggling or figuring out like was, you know, hot pink uh, for this and, you know, light pink was for that. Like, don't do that to yourself. Keep things really, really simple when it comes to organization. Again, I like to focus on a time management system and time is the most precious resource you have. And again, perfection is a thief of time. All right. Lastly, what I want to say to you is this. Again, write down your progress or take photos. So if you're working on a project, take before, take your own before and after photos. Take a photo of the space. Like this is what my focus is on. I'm going to take a photo of it when I get started. Work in 20-minute increments on the project. And then take another photo when you're done after the 20 minutes to see your progress or write it down. Write down what your progress is. This is why I like people to plan their day and write it down because you can write down, you know, um, 
a lot of times people have like the rooms that are just filled with boxes, like going through one box a day in guest to bedroom. And we, a lot of times, don't realize how far we've come and we're so hard on ourselves. But if we can go back and look at how our progress along the way, that's actually, it it feels really, really good. We don't have to share it with anybody. We can just have it in our phone for ourselves. But definitely track your progress, take photos, write it down. And actually, I lied. That's not the last one. I have written down stay off social media or Pinterest feeds that trigger you. So if you have if you have a friend, it's okay. Hey, guess what? On Instagram and Facebook, you can go in and not block people. I always say this wrong. You cannot see certain people anymore. Like you can remain friends with them and you can always go back and like, hey, I haven't liked so-and-so's post in a minute. So you can just go back to the page and like it and pretend like, oh, I'm still following you. But we all have those people or those, you know, companies or whatever that kind of trigger us sometimes. Um, Go ahead and just click on their profile and they'll say like, unfollow this person, I think is what it is. But they'll never know. They have no idea that you've unfollowed them and that you're not seeing them, and you're not being triggered every time you open that social media app. Highly, highly recommend it. Now, if it is someone that you're not friends with, and you do get triggered, like you're playing this comparison game in your head, just unfollow them. Just period. Just unfollow them. Not worth the aggravation or the headache. But again, let go of this idea of perfection. Done or complete is good enough. Nothing is permanent. You can always go back later and pat yourself on the back for the progress that you've made. Okay. Lastly, I heard from a very sweet woman who really, this Victoria in Texas, this is really why I decided to jump on because you tugged at my heartstrings. I got a little choked up um, reading your response, but Victoria very sweetly shared um, that she had lost her mother, who was everything to her. And... um, And so she was really struggling. And so she was looking for some motivational trip, excuse me, motivational tips on how to keep everything under control when you feel like you're drowning. And I am here to tell you, I've very recently been in your shoes, Victoria. And I think that's why I was like, I have to jump on here and really share this because I, in 2021, experience in the span of four weeks, the loss of three incredibly important people in my life. And that pain, I mean, that was unimaginable. And um, Victoria did talk about like just being able to share that. I'm actually really grateful for this podcast episode because I was able to just share some of that on the podcast because we as people are kind of weird in real life with, with our friends and our families and stuff. Like, People like, you know, when you share like the unimaginable amount of grief that you have gone through with something, um, people are like, oh, sorry. But anyway, and, and I'm, I'm not saying I haven't done that to somebody um, either, but people just kind of want you to move on sometimes. And when you've experienced loss um, to the magnitude that you have, it, it's it can be crippling. I completely 100% understand where you're coming from. So I wanted to get on. I just wanted you to know that you have been heard. And I am so 
thankful and grateful that you shared your message with me and stuff because it's it's hard. It's hard. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of encouragement as I end this episode and just let you know that I want you to just, I want you to think about your mom for just a moment. And my apologies. I want you to remember I want you to think about how she'd want you to be living your life right now. What would your mom want for you? I want you to take your time with this. And this has to be a personal journey. I know a lot of people are going to want to try to help you out. They're well-intentioned. Just simply thank them. But you can do this. You can do this. And I'm going to give you some tips on how you can walk through this. And my apologies for getting emotional. Okay, so the first thing that I want you to do is I just want you to commit. I want you to make a commitment that you're going to focus on this for, again, 20 minutes a day. And again, 20 minutes goes by fast. I want you to just choose one area that you're really, really struggling with. And that's probably, it's probably the first thing that you can think of. And all you have to do is write down on three pieces of paper or post-it notes, keep, trash, donate. If you want to do recycle, you can, but I'm trying to keep this really simple for you. So keep, trash, donate. And I want you just to choose that area and pick up an item. And if that item is something that you know it's trash or donate, put it in one of those piles. If you pick up that item and it's triggering some emotional response, it's you're struggling with it, it's okay to keep it for right now, okay? So we're just going to keep that item. Now, work on that space, just focusing on decluttering. And I'm going to go into a little bit more, so so don't worry. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because I have walked through this myself and I've helped so many clients through this process. And again, my apologies for getting so choked up. I probably should edit that out, but you know what? I want to keep it real on here. So go through and it doesn't matter you know, how many things that you get rid of. If you can get rid of some, let go of some things, it's okay. So just walk through that process, put those items that you know can be tossed in the trash, you know, get some items ready that can be, that can bless another person and donate from how you've described your mother to me. She sounds like someone so full of life. I imagine her as someone who would love to bless other people. So keep that in mind when you're going through some of the items. But again, if something is really triggering you and you're not ready to let it go, it's okay to keep it for right now. Just place it in the keep pile. Now, when that timer stops and when that timer dings, I want you to go ahead and and tackle each pile. So trash, obviously take it out to the garbage immediately. Outside garbage, immediately bag it up, out it goes. I want it out of that space. The next thing that I want you to tackle are those donate items. I want you to put them in a bag and I want you to go put them in the front seat of your car or right by your car keys or something. So next time you are out and about, 
you are going to take that to your favorite charity and donate those items and bless someone else with those items. Now, let's tackle the keep pile right now. So on the keep, you can keep everything for right now, okay? But what I want you to do is I want you to create a home for all of these items. So even if it's a temporary home, just like I said when I was addressing the other question, let's focus on creating a spot where everything belongs in your home. So let's dive a little bit more into the keep stuff. Um, first, I want you to honor the items. You can spend as much time as you want with the items. You can, you know, display the item. You are allowed to do whatever you want to do with those items. And like I said, it may seem ridiculous to somebody else, but go ahead and walk through the process of doing that. Display the item, put the item up so you can see it, touch it, honor that item for a while. Now, again, this is not something that's necessarily going to be there forever. It's you may get to a point where you're able to let go of the item down the road, but you're not worried about that right now. You're just going to focus on these are the keep and you're going to have a plan. So they're going to go somewhere in your house for right now. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to commit doing this every single day. It's only 20 minutes in the day. And again, walk through the same process. Just set out your your little sheets. And I want you even, they're really going to get to know you at your favorite donation drop-off site. And that's okay. You share your story, share the items with them. A lot of those, I've done that too with people. And some of those people, they actually kind of like it. Some of them don't, but you never know. Sometimes you'll find someone who really does um, enjoy hearing your story and, and sharing those items that you're so lovingly donating to to bless somebody else. So I want you to keep that in perspective. Um, The other thing that I wanted to let you know is that, and from personal experience, grief counseling is okay. I'm a big proponent. So reach out. If you have... um, Find somebody, find somebody in the community, find a group, find a counselor uh, when you walk through something that significant. That's, I just, human being to human being, highly recommend that. It's definitely something that I've done myself because as you can see, this triggers, like we feel each other's pain, don't we? So even though you've shared your story, I don't know you. I know your first name. I know where you're from. I definitely know exactly what you're walking through, and I have definitely been there myself. So it is, it's a really tough season to go through. Um, but one of, uh, I know sometimes this gets really hard, um, what to do with the stuff overall. So you're going to, once you commit to just working on this 20 minutes a day, and it's just a matter of just starting to clear out some of the stuff. Um, From what you shared with me, it sounds like you have some spaces that just need some focus on decluttering. Again, remembering your beautiful mother and remembering the life that she had and how she would want you to continue her legacy. There are going to be things that are going to be things that you'll probably want to hold on forever. And they're going to be something that have meaning to you. So let's talk about some of those ways that you can honor those things. First and foremost, 
like I said, donation. That is one of the the best ways to um, pass along items is by blessing other people to your favorite charity. Do some research um, in your area and find out what some of these charities are needing. And, and that's okay. Again, this is all something that you are allowed to take your time with to do. Um, the other thing, suggestion that I have is give yourself small spaces where you can honor. So if it's a fireplace mantle, or maybe it's a, a shelf on your bookshelf or your nightstand, <clears throat> it's okay to keep some items in a limited amount of space. And and I know when you first start this process, you're going to want to keep everything. Um, I've shared before, I've worked with a, a lot of people. And I, there was one woman in particular whose husband had passed away four years before I had worked with her. But when we walked into his home office, it was as if he was there like earlier that day. Like she had kept everything intact. And so that was definitely, definitely a process to go through. And again, she is allowed to go through it. Um, and she eventually was able to go through all of those things and do it in her own time and in her own space. And you are allowed to do the same as well. So, but let's start from taking a lot of stuff and, you know, going from keeping everything to just starting to keep a few things. So you can honor that by designating small spaces in your home that you can keep things. And over time, you'll start to realize, you know what, why am I keeping that? And it's okay to go ahead and let that item go at that time when you're ready to. But again, this is something that I really encourage you to commit to doing um, every day for about 20 minutes a day. The other great thing, and this is something I actually do for my children, um, talk about a trigger point, like when you look back at your kids and how much they've grown. I did this um, for one of my kiddos recently where I just took one of the bins of the stuff that they've kept and I couldn't keep everything in that bin. But what I did is I bought a scrapbook and I just put the items in a scrapbook, like cut little pieces of fabric out of stuff and put a little note like this reminds me of when you did this and this and this, you know, Um and something just to pass along to say, as your mother, this, these are my memories of you or something that they can open and just kind of share, something that I can really kind of share with them just to evoke those different memories and um, laugh a little bit, maybe sometimes cry a little bit. And the thing I want you to to remember when it comes to letting go of the items from your mother is that this does not mean you are letting go of your mother. It does not mean you're going to lose that memory. <clears throat> I just want you to get to a point, however it is, is that you can get there, utilizing whatever resources that you have to get to a point where you are not always attaching the memories to every single item. Keeping a few items is fine, but you can't keep everything. And it is okay to let things go. You are not letting go of any of those memories of any of that wonderfulness that you had with your mother. It is okay to let those items go. Let them bless another person um, while you keep a few special precious things that mean the most to you. So again, it is a process. 
It is an absolute process. Um, You can get as creative as you want. That is something that if you have some really creative friends that have a big heart, maybe ask them for some suggestions that they can help you with. Because sometimes we want to help people who are going through, you know, difficult times because we, you know, we want to do something, but we don't always know what to do or what to say. So give yourself some grace. Again, take your time. But I encourage you to commit to just going through and spending 20 minutes. If you can do it every day, if not, start implementing it in your plan to do it at least a few times a week until you start to feel like you're making some of that, of that progress and you're not, quote, drowning in this space so much. So I know a lot of people think, what can you get done in 20 minutes? Trust me, you can get a lot done in 20 minutes. And lastly, I just thought of this. When I'm having to do something super difficult that I hate doing, turn on some music. Do something that just kind of makes you feel really good. I I have a playlist on my um, phone and when I'm dreading a task, but I know I have to get it done, I'll turn on some music and it kind of makes the time go by a little bit faster. So thank you for letting me share in this with you. Thank you for allowing me to be emotional there for a moment. I, I wanted to stop the recording and just delete and re-record. But you know what? We're all human. We all we all have these human moments. And, and again, I'm so grateful to connect with listeners from literally all over the world on this podcast. You guys are just awesome. And you've made this like Forrest Gump moment so super cool for me. And I'm just so continually grateful for you. So keep reaching out to me on the form. Um, I may or may not get to everybody. I may, sometimes I notice a lot of times the uh, questions that I do get are all have the same theme. So I may kind of just lump some together. But like I said, I was just woke up this morning. I was so surprised that I had so many responses already. And I just wanted to jump on and share with you guys. So Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and keep coming back. Keep listening for more. And again, go over to the Who Are You? Click on the Google Forms link and share a little bit about yourself and um, some suggestions for this podcast and future episodes. So stay safe, stay healthy out there. And thanks again for tuning in.